Good morning, everybody. I told the first service, not many people know this about me, but I get really nervous speaking in front of people, but not today. Today felt like coming home, even though I only know about 25% of the faces in the room because Canopy Life and Parish were sown into the same seedbed of faith. We've grown up together. We've shared a lot of the same values and uh, the Spirit was doing the same things in both of our ministries as we were growing. And from the early days when we were meeting in art galleries and living rooms and borrowing other churches' uh, gymnasiums, <laughs> um, to now, both Parish and Canopy Life have gone through very interesting um, and challenging journeys. And the Lord has again and again stepped up and shown his miraculous hand in it. And when Jordan and I were talking about today and the chance to come speak to you, I told him, I said, I just, I just really want to come and say thank you. That's it. I don't know if any of you have even heard of Canopy Life before today, other than the ones who were part of it in the beginning. But in the early days, Parrish um, stepped up and helped Canopy Life through one of the most difficult challenges we faced as an organization and helped us find our own land and a place to build. Um, the, the parish was our only church partner in the beginning. And even today, whether you know it or not, a small portion of your offering goes to support these kids and goes to help further the work of what we do. And so I was just super excited about the chance to get to come and say thank you. And for those who've never heard of Canopy Life, to tell you a little bit of our story. I also know that uh, <laughs> it's really hard sitting here in Alpharetta to understand the barriers that our kids may face, much less the impact that you're giving is having on their lives. And so I just wanted to take it a step deeper than the video and tell you their stories. Being at home here means that I can uh, bunny trail and go off topic a lot. So I'm gonna be watching my notes uh, so that we don't have to also have a, a picnic after this is over with. <laughs> Someone bring their loaves and fishes because I stuck to my time frame. <laughs> Um, no, I would love to tell you uh, the story of our students through the life of Tabitha. Now, Tabitha is not a Canopy Life student, uh, but I'm using the common story of our students uh, to tell you about their lives through her. Tabitha is from the rural community of Niancia. It has two to 3,000 people living in it and pretty close to that many challenges. Uh, there's only a 50% chance that Tabitha will complete high school and even less of a chance that she'll make it to college. No matter how far she goes, she's graduating to an extremely challenging unemployment rate. This means there's no jobs waiting for her, and the current education system is not giving her the problem-solving or critical thinking skills that she needs to create a job for herself. Tabitha's parents are Simon and Dorcas. Uh, Simon hasn't been able to find work for quite a while, and so he moves from one side hustle to another. When work can't be found, uh, he's often found sitting on the side of the road with his friends drinking, just to kind of dull that pain. Dorcas has to then figure out how to provide for the family, to get food on the table, haul water for cooking and cleaning, tend the family garden, and find small ways of making money to pay for things like school fees or uniforms for Tabitha. Simon and Dorcas's main focus is survival, and you can't blame them. But this does mean there's not a lot of capacity for emotional nurture or care for Tabitha. In fact, statistically, there's a one in two chance that Tabitha will either witness or experience violence in her home before her primary school years are over. Left in this reality, Tabitha would phase out of the school system at the end of eighth grade when free public education ends. And with no skills to create a job for herself, 
she would most likely end up at home caring for her younger siblings and helping her mom with the farm. Or more likely, Tabitha would be pregnant, raising a child in poverty on her own or even married before her teen teenage years are over. As you can see, the odds are so stacked against her that Tabitha struggles to have hope. Um, can you imagine being a young person that literally has no options? But the amazing thing is that thanks to Parrish and sponsors whose faces I see in this very room, Tabitha doesn't have to stay in this reality. Thanks to you, she has the opportunity to come to Can Canopy Life, uh, where we are all working together. Even if you didn't hear the name Canopy Life before this morning, you are a part of flipping the odds, changing her story um, for other students like her. This is Mercy. Now, Mercy is a student at Canopy Life. Mercy lives with two house parents in a residential program that functions like a family, all the way down to chores, birthday parties, morning devotions, and family worship. She's taught every day by teachers who are engaging her mind in critical thinking skills and ensuring that she's learning to ask the right questions, not just memorize the right answers. She spends time every week in innovation class, where she is learning the hard skills she needs to start her own business. Everything from money management and leadership skills to design thinking and coding, computer skills. She has sponsors who encourage her, and there are teams that come every year to expand her worldview and her idea banks with field trips and cultural experiences. And most importantly, day in and day out, she's living with spiritual mentors who are encouraging her how to follow Jesus and practice his way of life. Whether or not she attends college, Mercy will have the skills to cultivate an idea to market, grow a healthy business, and lead others with integrity. Our vision for Mercy is that she would return to her rural community and be a godly innovator who will provide jobs, solutions, and leadership, ending the cycle of poverty for those in her community. With your generosity, you have flipped the odds for Mercy and others like her. You have changed her options, changed her story, and the results are undeniable. Because of Parrish's support, Mercy's 50% chance of making it to high school is now 100% because our students are sponsored all the way through high school. By the time she graduates, she will have spent nine years learning business, design, and entrepreneurial skills, which means the unemployment rate will not hold her back from creating a job to provide for herself and her family. Thanks to you, Mercy will have spent almost a decade in counseling in a nurturing family environment, finding tools and healing from those childhood traumas, and she will know without a doubt that Jesus loves her and has a plan for her life. Every child at Canopy Life has a story similar to this one. The details may be a little different, but the odds stacked against them were the same, and there was no path out of poverty for them until people like you leveraged their generosity to flip the odds and change what was possible. And this may or may not, this won't surprise the people that know me, but I could literally talk about this forever, <laughs> endlessly. Uh, but I do want you to hear from people within your own community, um, not just the extended previous community. There are many families who sponsor our students, and there's quite a few who have come to visit our students in Kenya. This past summer, the Ray family and the Jennings family came, and I want you to hear from them, from people in your own community. In any and every situation, there's nothing quite like a trusted eyewitness, so I'm gonna invite the Jennings family to come up and share a little bit about their experience, why they participate at Canopy Life, come on, <laughs> and uh, what was memorable, what they took away from this summer. Hello, hello, how are you? 
So our uh, relationship with Canopy Life uh, started in 2017, uh, right here uh, through the parish. Uh, started with us uh, joining in with some other parish families doing some Christmas, Christmas ornament making uh, as part of Canopy. That quickly led into us having a relationship with Christy and Joe and their family. Uh, which quickly led to us joining with, with other families uh, to join in as sponsors uh, of the students at Canopy Life, which then, within I think a year of that, led to Tracy and Tucker uh, traveling over with a parish team uh, to Kenya to, to be with the kids. Uh, Christy calls these relation trips, uh, which we just love uh, because that's really the heart and spirit of, of what it's about. Uh, after that, uh, our family got to actually travel over, all, all six of us, uh, this summer uh, to spend time uh, with the staff uh, and the students. And, you know, we watched that video. I was, uh, I was stumbling around after the first service because Tracy and I were crying after watching that video. But those faces you see, that, that's our friends. Um, so we, we have a relationship uh, with, those, with the staff and the, and the students there. So anyways, it's become very personal with us. We, we as a family believe that our relationship with God is deepened uh, through relationships uh, with a diverse spectrum of people and places. And so for us, you know, personally, Canopy Life's just been transformational uh, in uh, nurturing that relationship that, that we have with God and neighbor. So my favorite thing from this summer, well, there's too many, but one of my favorite things is Canopy Life had a shark tank. Uh, so we got to split up, uh, and each of us kind of served with different student teams as they began to create business ideas uh, that have actually gone on to receive funding from investors, uh, and, and they're going to start building these, uh, these services and products into, into businesses for these students to actually work on. Uh, and I just, I just walked away from that extremely encouraged. So, Tate, what was yours? All right. So uh, my favorite thing this summer was... Um, my favorite thing this summer was just uh, getting to like play the game, like games with the kids, and show the magic because I like to do magic tricks. So I was able to show them some magic tricks, which is a great icebreaker, and that just led into some fun game times where you're not just breaking the ice, but like building relationships with them and playing very competitive skip bow with them. <laughs> They're very competitive, but it's all it's all fun and games. But it, it was just so fun to kind of get to know them and kind of like their their faith journey and stuff like that. So yeah. My favorite thing was getting to sit in classes with them and just learn what they're learning and like see how the teachers are teaching the students and that was really fun for me. Um, my favorite thing would be getting to see how their everyday lives work at Canopy, which would be meal times or just free time or in their classes. Um, for me, uh, I've been twice now, and um, this time I really, uh, it really dawned upon me um, how special the staff is there. Um, getting to spend time with the staff and learn from them and learn for uh, learn their uh, heart for the kids was um, really special. And um, uh, yeah, um, way back when we first started um, to get involved with Canopy, I was just super excited to. Um, just be able to be involved with a, an organization that's kind of local, not local, but um, I knew that we could just reach out to Christy at any point and ask about the kids or just talk about how things are going. Um, and I just wanted the kids to have 
experiences kind of outside of our small kind of world here. And I think you can kind of see that it's just been um, super special to us. Um, Keith is right, we, we knew there was gonna be a video, but when we saw it in the first service, it was a little overwhelming um, because they are, they're our friends and, and people that, that we know and we care about. And it's um, just everything, it's just been a wonderful experience to be involved with Canopy, so. Thank you guys. <laughs> I wanted you guys to hear from them as trusted eyewitnesses, but also because they were your representatives this summer. Um, you may not know it because um, maybe you didn't know about us, but every Sunday our kids sit down and we pray by name by our sponsors and people who support us. And many of your community's names are prayed for by name, but also Parish as one of um, the people who help make what we do possible and are, and are supporting us. Uh, the kids pray for them all the time. As I was coming into this Sunday, I also just thought about that same faith seedbed and the pieces that we share. Um, early on, I believe it was the day, I don't know, Mike and Beth, correct me, the day that Parish was launched out, the day that we started, Bishop Hunter came and he said this line that I've never forgotten and it's worked in itself into Canopy's DNA and that is that God cares more about who you're becoming and the community you are building as you create the mission than about the mission itself. And that piece has rooted itself down into who we are. Um, however long it's taken either of our organization and church to find a literal place to root and expand, we've been building community, hearts, and values the whole time. Another really pivotal moment in the launch of Parish was this prayer time where um, we just walked away with this sense that Parish was not meant to be purpose-driven or program-driven, but a presence-driven church. And that's if, I don't know how many of you have looked on the website at your values, but presence is one of those values. And as Keith said, we, we value presence. We call our service trips relation trips because we truly do believe it's not about what you're gonna build or construct or fix. It's about the person you're bringing. It's who you're bringing to the table when you come that adds value and will expand the kingdom. Um, we've all both faced several challenges, multiple challenges where the enemy was nipping at our heels and we weren't sure, uh, I don't know how many in this room were there, but there were days when you weren't sure the door was going to stay open to the church or us. And I remember, um, it reminded me of one of the lectionary uh, scriptures from this morning, the scripture that the... Um, that was from this morning, Exodus 15, when it says, the Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise him. My father's God, I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Who is like you, O Lord? I mean, this, this song comes out of those moments when God has miraculously stepped in. And in our case, it was very much through you, through your generosity that God stepped in and held back the tide of the enemy that was trying to shut us down and you made a way possible. God used you in that. And I know that when that kind of song is written, it comes from, it's a song of victory, but it comes from a deep and guttural place where you, when you call the Lord a warrior in a song, you know what that feels like when he has done battle for you. And I think that's a piece of the story we all share. Um, in many ways, I feel like a missionary that Parrish has sent out to the world even though I live in Grant Park. <laughs> and I'm coming back to report to you, kind of like Apostle Paul, and I checked with Jordan to make sure this was not sacrilegious, but I've uh, written an apostolic letter from Canopy Life <laughs> to the Church of Parish at Alpharetta, and I thought it might be 
an appropriate way to end the morning. Uh, don't worry, it is actually an adaptation. Almost every word is out of some version of Philippians. Um, it may not be multiple translations combined, but uh, this is a letter from Canopy Life, a mission of God in Kenya. We are writing to God's church, the parish, and to all his holy people throughout Alpharetta, Milton, Johns Creek, Forsyth. Every time we think of you, we give thanks to our God. Whenever we pray, we make our requests for all of you with joy. Gosh, Jordan, I thought I could get through it um, after the first service. Uh, for you have been our partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the first time you heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work here in you, will continue his work until it is finished. So it is right that we should feel as we do about all of you, for you have a special place in our heart. You shared with us the special favor of God, both in our challenges and in spreading the presence of God's love on this earth. God knows how much we love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. We pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For we want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced by your life, in your life by Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. As you know, you parishites were the only ones who gave us financial help when we first brought you the mission and then traveled from Georgia on to Kenya. No other church did this. Even when, we were in, even when we were in Kenya, you sent help more than once. And we don't say this because we want a gift from you. Rather, we want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, we have all we need and more. We are generously supplied with the gifts you sent us via monthly offerings. These are sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And the same God who takes care of us will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Give our greetings to each of God's holy people, all who belong to Christ Jesus. The students and staff who are here send you their greetings, Brian, Nellie, Japheth, Sarah, Abu, and so much more. And all the rest of God's people send you greetings to you, especially those in class six and seven who live on campus. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And I was telling the first service as I was driving up, it's like, you know, Paul always added those one-offs at the end. Hey, tell this person this, tell this person that, tell this person this. And I think the kids really would love it if I came here with, like, individual, like, they would have no better joy than for me to call you out. But I was mostly thinking about how rare it is for me, as my role at Canopy Life is typically to find partnerships, raise money. It's so rare that I get the chance just to show up and say thank you. And to say thank you, and we're here for you as an outlet, we're here for you and want to help you in whatever way. And I was like, what, would, what am I trying to say when I say that? If you're in this room and you are in an extended season of singleness, that was my journey. Now I have an amazing husband and a beautiful little boy, but so much of my ministry journey was singleness. And if you're in that and you know that very few people can understand that pain, I'd love to talk with you. Um, if you feel like God's put a dream in your heart and man, it feels big, and you're not sure, and you don't even know how big it is, but it feels big now, <laughs> and you're scared to say yes, like, I would love to talk with you. If you are parents with older kids, and you feel that distance, that busyness and technology, and maybe some entitlement or some 
poor choices creeping in, and you're trying to figure out, like, how do you get your family, like, back where you want it to be, inviting them into a great story is a really great way. Like, inviting them into a big story of service and generosity in this bigger world and what God's doing in it is a great way, and Canopy would love to be that for you. If you're parents of young kids and... Like when the Jennings first started, y'all were not this old when y'all started sponsoring, but um, like when they started, they just wanted their kids to know there's this world outside of Alpharetta and we want service and generosity to be a part of our family's language and we want diversity to be a part of our family's language. And they turned to Canopy Life for that and we would love to be that for you. And then I think the two other people I would just talk to is if, you're, if you are giving somewhere and you're involved in a lot of missions, but you're not really sure the impact of what you're doing. Canopy life isn't perfect. Um, we're very, we have our own weaknesses, but we're accessible and transparent, and we are prayerful in the same way that Parish is prayerful about how we're stewarding our gifts. And with a 30-minute drive, you can be knocking on my door to ask me questions <laughs> if you need. Um, and then the last piece is, I know that um, when Keith and I were talking before this weekend, I know that a lot of people who end up here are just looking for something deeper and intentional. And if you do go on, to the values list of the parish website, there's some pretty challenging values there. There's, it's talk about simplicity or generosity that puts the needs of others ahead of your comfort. And those are challenging living in the world that we live in. And we're wrestling with those every single day as we have one foot in Georgia and one foot with the materially poor in Kenya. And we would love to be a part of that conversation with you if you're wrestling that out, what that could look like here. Um, we would love um, to walk with you in that. So I just wanted to say thank you. You might not have even known we existed before this moment, but you've been a part of radically changing lives, and we're very grateful. And so I want to end the service with a word of prayer um, for you guys. Father God, we thank you for your holiness and your, the perfection of your ways that you weave our life stories together. Um, that you are strength in our weakness, but you also use others and the fellowship of the Spirit to help us along the path that you've created for us. And I just pray a special blessing over the people of Parish, um, the community that they're creating and the people they're becoming as they pursue you in mission, as they try to figure out what it looks like to follow you and practice your way of life here in North Atlanta. Lord, thank you for this special connection and blessing, and I just pray that you will deepen their faith deepen their knowledge of you, um, expand their influence, um, deepen the authenticity of their fellowship and their love for you in ways that will shake this part of the world and the rest of it. We love you so much. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.